To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more is free shipping on all products. $35 or more, free shipping on all products. Once again, go to pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Comcast still sucks. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, streaming live from the Spare Park Studios. I got dates. Not the kind that you think. I got dates. October 12th, I'm going to be at Plum Island Airport. You've never heard of it? It's because it barely exists. October 12th, I'm going to be at the Plum Island Airport for the Plum Island Jet Rally. Little RC planes doing 130 miles an hour. Yeah, so I'm going to be there from sunrise to sunset shooting a vlog for those guys who basically are the reason that I can still fly my drone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, shooting little... Mm, sorry, I already just crushed one cup of coffee, so I'm flying right into it. Streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios, and the coffee of this week is something called WRC, Woodshed, Woodshed Roasting Company. Uh, this is a terrible plug, by the way, because I'm leaning to my right like I have a bad neck. Uh, so, Woodshed Roasting Company, Laconia, New Hampshire. Hey, that's my old stomping grounds. Um, it's a, it's called a fat tire blend, and it's a dark, it's a medium. If, if, yeah, I, this is a big, this is a big coffee studio. So, uh, feel free to stop by if you ever want some Java. But this is a medium dark blend, full flavored, medium body, freshly ground. I don't know about the full flavor thing. I don't know what they're talking about. They probably just made up some words to justify the fact that their coffee's. I don't know, about three out of five stars. It's not a terrible coffee, though. Uh, but definitely for the first round of it, after having it black for the last two days, uh, I think it needed a little something. And that little something was Yasso ice cream. <laughs> so, hey, if you have kids and you're ever out of creamer or something like that, there's, if there's ice cream in the freezer, just take one of those Klondike bars, drop that shit in your coffee, and guess what? You got creamer, yo. So streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios, you can support this podcast by going to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, and you will find me at October 12th in Plum Island. If you don't know where that is, it's actually uh, just across the water from Newburyport, Mass., which is actually, I think, probably one of my favorite towns in Massachusetts, Massachusetts as if there's more than one, to visit. And it would be probably the only town, with the exception of maybe Rockport, if I was to live in Massachusetts, that's where I'd move to. Rockport, I don't think they got any more room. I think they're out of. I think they're just out of space for some reason. You know, all their space is reserved for lobster sheds and uh, houses from 1778. But Newburyport is just this really nice town that you would use to. Sh- you would use it to like shoot like a a Dennis the Menace type of movie from like 1957. Uh, but it's a beautiful town. I've been there for many occasions. Good place to eat. It's very dog friendly. It's right on the water. They got fireworks. And of course, that little private airport, which you can use if you ever just want to hop on a plane to jump to Nantucket or something, it's right there available to you. And October 12th, they're going to, the boys from the AMA, uh, I never, I can never remember what the hell that acronym stands, stands for, but it's, um, you know, modern avionics or some shit like that. But I'm a member of them. I pay to not remember what their actual acronym stands for. 
So you can find me on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one until I drop a K bomb and, or a C bomb, however you spell the word, uh, until they throw. I just learned it the other day. If you drop a, the most off- the most offensive word on Twitch on, on that you can call a woman, apparently, apparently if you drop that on Twitch and you get reported for it, you can, your account can be suspended. And cu- quite honestly, after almost 90 podcasts, uh, I quite frankly can't remember if I haven't if I've even dropped it yet. I'm sure I will if I haven't already. Just that's just how I go. This is a completely unfiltered, uncensored podcast, and I really don't care. Especially after last week's tirade about how much Comcast sucks, and justifiably so. That actually turned into a nice little minute uh, that I threw up on Instagram and Facebook. You can go check that post out. Just go to my Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, or look me up uh, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Or where I where I uh, I now live stream on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can see the post there and share it with your friends because that's what you do. Sharing is caring. And nothing like sharing a post about how Comcast is dicking me every step of the way. Mm. So uh what better than after shooting a wedding and posting it and everybody lo- loving it? Well, getting a cush gig to go shoot another wedding. But this time is a second shooter. So no work. All I had to do was show up and just look good, which is not really hard for me to do. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I got a bunch of articles too today, but I want to talk about this place called Birch Hill Farm. Birch Hill Farm is in my old stomping grounds up north where I went to high school. A little town called Guilford. So this wedding took place. I I got a... Last minute request by uh, Turcott over at Polkin, Team Team Polkin, to am I actually streaming? Am I? Yeah, I'm streaming. <laughs> I'm fucking. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. There's no prep. Right into it. Uh, so yeah, I'll fill you in. I'll tell the story. I got a request to be a second shooter at a wedding, not photography because I'm not good at it, but as a second videographer, I'm like. Cool, I'm in. Easy enough for me. I'm trying to build a portfolio as a videographer anyways uh, for weddings because weddings are fun. I love them, whether I'm going or shooting them. And we went to this place called Birch Hill Farms. It's a tiny, it's a it's a barn and like this odd little bed and breakfast with a bunch of antique chairs that you don't really sit on. And they got this beautiful back area. It is so picturesque. It's just right, and when it's right off the highway, you kind of turn off in this little crappy dirt road. You go up this hill, and it's just amazing. You go up, there's a barn to your right, and then there's like a, a house that apparently is from 1790, but it's like three different houses combined into one. And I mean, I've never been there personally. I, it, you never look, you never think to look about the most beautiful things in your own backyard. And you just happen, I happen to stumble upon it. And now I know exactly how to get there. So I head over there. There's a little beautiful house. There's some apple trees. The how, three houses from like 50 million years ago were glued together. And now it's this amazing bed and breakfast type of thing. I don't know. And so the wedding was there. I, got, I always get there super early because I want to get um, introductory shots, B-roll footage, maybe some aerial stuff if I'm not busy. And it's just so peaceful. I never really grew to appreciate how peaceful something was if it wasn't by the ocean. But when you can see the lake 
and the mountains and you know you literally could just walk out back and pick an apple off the tree look at me getting all rural and suburbia on you uh it, it, it's a magical type of place and as far as wedding venues it is the stereotypical wedding venue that you'd want perfect completely out of the way nobody nobody driving by and this wedding was great i think yeah this wedding had a thing that said no kids how about that the wed- the the the, the thing he said no kids leave them at home like your dogs let them fend for themselves so i mean i don't remember there being any kids there i don't know i was bl- i blanked out i didn't hear any crying God, there had to have been a kid there or something i don't know but it, everything went off perfectly I mean, I was there at 9.30. The actual wedding, the ceremony, which lasts a whopping, what, 10, 20 minutes tops, that, you know, that didn't go off till about 4 o'clock. But I'm like, fuck it. You know, start the day there, get everything in. You're better off to hurry up and wait than to show up late. Hey, that rhymes. So I got there and did everything I needed to do. Turcotte showed up around 12 o'clock, as he said he would. And I was already done getting preliminary shots, figuring out where everything was. I already met... Uh, the bride, all of her bridesmaids. I gave them their own camera. That's my plan usually. When I show up, I got two GoPros, a primary, a backup, uh, a backup primary or whatever. And then I have uh, Birdie Birdie. And then I have um, extra cameras kicking around, a waterproof camera, a handy cam, all that jazz. My plan this time is as a second shooter, obviously I'm following Turcotte's lead because he's the one doing the editing. So, once I'm done, I'm turning over all the footage from hit from there and walking away. You know, I'm like, I'm done. So, but I gave the Handycam. If you guys go back and look at my drifting footage, I wasn't the one driving, but the passengers in the in the cars would get my Handycam. This time, instead of passing off the Handycam to a drifter, I, would, I gave it to the bridesmaids. And I said, film whatever you want. If you lose or break the camera, you're not responsible for it. Film whatever you want. And then I take that footage at the end of the day and I give it to I give it to, to Turcotte to edit. And it's perfect. So that they at the end of the day, I go and grab that. The wedding goes off perfectly. I took a little GoPro because one of the hardest things to do, if you didn't notice, unless you put mics or something like that, sometimes it's hard to get the actual the actual sound of the actual of, of the ceremony taking place where the master of the ceremony and the bride and groom exchange vows and all other shit. So for, for the, I know Turcotte was probably going to show up with his own sound stuff. Okay. He's usually pretty good with, with placing mics and stuff. But for my own comfort, I placed a little tiny GoPro and I assumed it was going to be covered in flowers because I placed it, I hung it from the altar, like a little mistletoe, like a little 1080p mistletoe. Um, I'm sure if I go back and look at the footage, you'll actually see it if I get a chance to look at the uh, footage from the event. I'm not editing it. I'll eventually see it when it's done. But I placed it in such a way that you get a nice overhead shot of the bride and the groom in widescreen with the master of ceremony there. And I put a stereo mic into the into the GoPro so the sound should be perfect. And there was no wind, so the GoPro didn't move. And there was no, and since it's a stereo mic, it picks up everything, but it was nice and quiet during the ceremony, so there was no issues there. So it was great. I, I mean, that was awesome. <coughs> I'm dying. <coughs> I'm dying. So, what else? <coughs> so, okay, we get there, we survey. Where are we going to put the cameras? 
I want every camera. If I had a camera, I want it aimed in their direction. So I took uh, the Nikon D, which is not a great camera, but it shoots 1080, so I want it aiming in a direction. We nicknamed it Short Bus because it, we gave it the least, um, the least important shot. So we basically put it off in the distance so it would get like the sunset going down as the ceremony was progressing. We took one of the GoPros, put it over the altar. I took one of the GoPros and used it as a gim on a gimbal stabilizer. So nice, smooth, panning, widescreen shots across the entire ceremony with, with the people in it. And then I took my waterproof camera, placed it right next to the steps. So if you have the ceremony and you have the people with the chairs and stuff, then the br bride and groom walk down the aisle. Well, she's coming out of the, the bridesmaids and the bride are coming out of the house which is in line with the aisle and the altar. So there she comes out. By her feet is a tiny little uh, Fujifilm XP120 waterproof camera aimed directly at that, direct, aimed directly at the aisle she's about to walk down. And I was like, perfect. It ran without a hitch. And then I had my Sony, my Sony Alpha, basically just sitting on a chair because I actually didn't know what to do with it. So I gave it an angle of shooting at the front of the house where the, between the altar and the front of the pe and the people sitting there, you know, the maid of honor and the grandpa and grandma and all that other shit. So they, that was parked up front and then I was running around with the GoPro. But then I was also given an additional responsibility. As Turcotte was running around with, he had a gimbal stabilizer, so he was running around with that, getting other shots. We would crisscross. And if it sounds like chaos, it basically was. It was a symphony of chaos because we had like eight cameras going. He also had a Sony Alpha running aimed in a certain direction adjacent from uh, the Nikon D or the short bus, we called it. So, we, so he had that running. And then also he had a microphone uh, right there attached to the lapel of the Master's Ceremony. So we were guaranteed to get the sound that we wanted from one from one angle or the other, so we got it. But then the the bride's mother, I think it was, or the groom's mother, one of the two, had these bubble machines, and she was adamant about having these bubble machines, and she spent all this time, like I want bubbles at when they say I do the bubble, you know, you turn the bubble machines on and the bubbles come out and this magical thing, and I'm like, okay. Well, they all have remotes. Literally, they have these little remotes with these extendable antennas. They look like fucking detonators. Okay? Little detonators. Like, you know, cool guys don't walk... Cool guys don't look at explosions as they walk away. Like, you hit the button as you're walking away with your big-ass aviators on and all the bubbles just explode. I don't know. Just shit that, weird, weird shit that goes on in my head. But she gave me the remote. And the one remote controls both bubble makers. So I have the bubble maker... And I'm, I'm now I'm now my, I'm I have 90% of my focus on the bride and groom, making sure that I get the shots and I don't trip over myself or do something stupid, something that I'm norm, normal normally used to doing. And then 10% of me is listening for when the master of ceremony is going to basically call the shot. And then I got to hit the button and make sure both bubble makers go off. So I hear my sh I hear for the cue. I hit the bubble maker. I turn them both on. They pronounce man and wife and all the bubbles just start going into the air. And then all the people in the aisles 
have their own bubble makers. So there's fucking bubbles everywhere. Just bubbles everywhere. So <laughs> hold on. Let me fix this. Uh, let me fix it. One of my angles is good, but my Twitch stream sucks. Much better, I think. Okay. Uh, feet back up in the recliner. So that goes good. You know, 4.30, boom, 20 minutes. By 5 o'clock, everything's done. And then the photographer's there. Of course, photographer always gets first dibs on everything. They run off with the photographer into the apple orchard field. They start taking their pictures. I'm, uh, And, of course, as predicted, as I expected, I am sweating my ass off. Okay? But... You know, since I've gone organic or whatever or non-GMO with my deodorant, I got this, you know, Arm and Hanger, Arm and Hammer baking BO soda shit. So I'm like, okay. But I had a polo on, ripped the polo off, put on some deodorant, and then I was like, all right, now time for some style points. I put on this cream white, silky satiny fucking dress shirt, and now I look dope. So I throw that on and I mean, I've already gotten the talk from the bridesmaid about how all the girls are asking me, you know, is he, is, is the videographer single and shit? And I, I personally at this point am thinking that this is a normal thing that you hear from the old coogs and stuff like that. So, But she was very sweet. She was even nicer when she was drunk. So I got an invite from her that, that evening to go to... No, this is not taking the turn you'd expect it to. So park it but when she was sober she said hey we have a breakfast tomorrow at the house we'd love for you to come turcott can't make it because he's got a life a wife and two kids and a dog and i think some cats so he's not so he's so he bitched out <laughs> but me you know me i'll never turn down a free breakfast especially from that one gay guy who mollied my drink um so i'm in so she offers it to me, and then she offers it me again like five five drinks later when she's hammy-hammed at the end of the night. I'm like, I am so in. So and I'm only I'm crashing like three miles away from the event. So I'm like, perfect. So I'm all staged up. I mean, it only took me two and a half fucking years to get there because the traffic coming up from where I was was awful. So bad that I think I cooked one of my brake calipers to the point where it was smoking on the way back to the house. So I got that going for me, which is nice, but that's okay. So I wake up early, have my you know my normal morning routine: thirty-six cups of black coffee, uh, talking to my brother in the fucking jacuzzi there. How you doing, brah? So he's in there chilling in his jacuzzi. That's his morning shower, and then after that, I throw I throw on some clothes. I head over to a spot that I actually flew over a few weeks prior in one of my airplane episodes. You can go check it out. Go to just look for something that says Cessna on it. I go to it and I realize this is one of the houses I flew right over just a few weeks prior that has this crazy looking water tower thing like a, like like 200 yards north of it or 200 yards south of it. It's freaking awesome. This house is freaking huge. I mean, there's tons of people there. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning and they got a whole buffet upstairs. They're making quiche like crazy quiche and frittatas and okay at this end candied candied pecans so i'm like all right i'm in you got me you know who do i who do i have to fuck um 
And so I'm like, wait a minute. But here's the thing. I feel like a piece of shit. Or I feel, well, I think I could just end the sentence there. I feel like a piece of shit. But I would feel like more of a piece of shit if, see, back in the day, back in the day, you know, when I was a year older or a year younger, uh, I didn't like, for the longest time, Christmas or whatever, I couldn't show up uh, to Christmas or Thanksgiving with anything because I had no money. None. Nothing. Okay. I couldn't afford to flake skin. I was that broke. But now it's like I gotta. I can now. I can. Sh- I can show up with something. But I'm not just gonna show up with something I, I that nobody's gonna care about. That they. I don't want to show up with something people like. I made this. Now I'm gonna make you feel guilty if you don't eat it, or if you don't have it, or if you don't utilize it, or something, or a bit, or or like a fucking board game that, you know, I uh, that you want to play. Or I don't. I can't do that. It has to be something that can be stored away or implemented immediately. Like I went down to my niece's wedding. I, first thing I did, I mean, I started shooting video and I turned into a bartender for the whole night to the point where they didn't even think I was family. They thought I was a bartender. They started tipping me. One person got upset because I didn't have the drink stuff to make the drink that they ordered. I'm like, dude, I'm a f- I'm fucking family, okay? I'm not cocktail, you know? But I'm like, I gotta show up to something. I don't care if these people have like a 8,000 square foot house you know, and they're hiding and they're hiding money in the freezer or whatever. I'm just saying in general, they got money. Okay. They got money, but they're very nice. But I'm like, I got to bring something. So I'm like, what do I bring? Well, I heard the word mimosas. So I'm like, if there's going to be mimosas, there's going to be people drinking in the morning, bloody Mary, shit like that, you know? So I'm like, okay. So I go and get lemoncello. If you ever want to like, bring something to a house because a lot of people don't drink wine and if they do they have certain brands and you can't always like oh i'm just gonna get some simple wine like on apothic red apothic red they know right off the bat if you went and got an apothic red from you just bought them you just spent eight dollars on them okay which means you cared enough to bring something but you didn't care enough to get something that is actually that decent that after the first sip you don't get a giant ass hangover and I don't have a problem with Apothic Dark or Apothic Red or Apotheca. Uh, but I, I you know, I wanted to give something that was I had some unique taste to it that people would actually drink or try or use. Limoncello is the best. Limoncello you can put in Prosecco, Champagne. Uh Prosecco is what all the uh, is what all the Cougs drink. But Prosecco is definitely a great, a great way to go. But I mean, limoncello. Excuse me. Limoncello is not expensive. You can get limoncello between fourteen and twenty-five bucks at the liquor store. Okay, all in seven hundred fifty milliliters. Perfect. Now, what else do you bring? If you want to spend maybe an extra five, six bucks, you go and get like a custom Bloody Mary mix. So that's what I did. I went and grabbed a custom Bloody Mary mix and the limoncello and scooted right over there. Arrived just late enough. Because I'm the videographer. I'm not family. So I don't really matter. So I don't want to show up right on time. And I don't want to stay all the way to the end. You want to get just, you want to stop, you want to arrive to where it seems like you're stopping by out of appreciation for the invite. And then leave just before they're wondering like, what the fuck is he still doing here? So you do that. So I showed up with that. Gave it to the bartender. Apparently they had a bartender too. Okay, at this point I'm not surprised. So I get there. And then the dad... He's he's loving the fact that I love the view and all that stuff, and I'm telling him I flew over here and the water tower and all this other shit. He goes, hold on. So he invites me up to his room, 
where once again, whatever you're thinking, stop thinking it now. He's got a little balcony up there, like a bistro table type of balcony up there where this dog is, you know, in the bed, like shitting his pants, like he's frightened. So he, he invites me up there and just gives me a chair and says, chill out here. You can see the whole lake. So I sat up there for like 25 minutes to a half hour, just decompressing. Cause I was, I literally started at nine 30 in the morning and didn't finish till like nine at night. I just went the whole day. Cause fuck it. Don't leave until the job's done. Okay. People appreciate that. So I just sat up there for 25 minutes to a half hour. And then he remembered, he told me there was a, uh, a little trail right there and it take, and you could see the whole lake. And I, I, you know, I went to high school there. I could see the whole lake. I've seen the lake many o times. I've flown over the lake many o times, but he's like the trails like this. Okay, I run the trail. I you know, and since my cardio sucks lately, um, I uh, you know, I ran out of gas about halfway up. Walked the rest of it. He wasn't kidding though. The the spot was gorgeous. And then I looked to my right and I'm like, holy shit, there's that water tower. Fucking huge. Random. Went and took pictures of it. Um, but just to overall, I, I want to over explain it because it was great. You know, I took a chance on being a second shooter at a place I'd never been, a family I'd never met, know nothing about it, just went into it. Because at this point, I, I have confidence in my ability to be second shooter, to take instruction, not just be primary, just to take, you know, because at the end of the day, it's Turcotte's thing. It's his decision on what we shoot, how we shoot, where we shoot, you know. But I can always advise because he knows I've done this before. But it's his gig. But it is nice to like just have a cush gig like that where you're not making all the necessary decisions. But you're definitely helping out. And you cater, you help carry shit and stuff like that. So it was cool. And the place is called Birch Hill Farm. I have pictures of it. I got I should post them online. You can see them. But it's an absolutely beautiful place. It's in Guildford. It's awesome. It's near a golf course. So uh shout out to the family. Thank you for having me. I was it was a privilege to be there and shoot another wedding. I hope to shoot more down the road and uh yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to post the uh, the wedding video because it wasn't mine. It's not mine to post. That's Turcotte. So that, this, is his, this is his thing. But thanks, for, thanks to Turcotte for uh, inviting me to be the second shooter, even if I was maybe the second choice. Okay, so that's that. And let's see. You know what's funny? I actually mentioned that uh, I think it was, what, four or five months ago? I think it's been about four or five months since I've been off Twitter. You guys know what Twitter is, obviously. 140 characters, shoot your mouth off. But the, I mean, I, the, my mental, my mentality since I've been off Twitter, I could care less about not being on Twitter anymore. Just the fact that I've gotten rid of it, like, I, it, it reminds me how much we don't need this shit. Now I get, now Instagram and Facebook, I get, I do. I, I remember not being on Facebook for several months. But since I have this company, which is now starting to take off, I have to be accepting of the fact that social media is partially responsible for the fact that some of this stuff is working for me. YouTube, especially. YouTube, Facebook. And then, of course, the social platforms for dropping your podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Podcast uh, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. So the fact that it's there... And it's easy for me to promote. Well, it's free for me for to promote. Um, but Twitter, I will, maybe it was just me not using it correctly. But every time I would open it, it was just it was fucking warfare. People just 
just sitting there like just you know anger like all they were just pressing their fingers i can imagine some fucking lunatic some incel or some fat bitch with purple hair just pressing her fucking hashtag and cancel to the point where she's just breaking the lcd screen of her phone i imagine her with the new samsung fold just pressing into the fucking phone you fucking you white privilege you just break the thing in half and eat it just just completely going off the fucking rails and these people are psychos and i'm i, I can feel their pain as they're basically screaming into their qwerty keyboard fucking privileged piece of shit and just going completely off the rails and then it's like if it's not enough that they have their 140 characters or 240 characters, but then they got to go on Squarespace and start a blog and start writing about it and just, you know, this is how I feel and I am so triggered and just fucking, and you just could go right to their Twitter page and see how much of a fucking psycho they are. And you're just like, and you, because you're a little deviant, you go from being a little Catholic schoolboy, well, not in my case, and to immediately seeing them being like, what happens if I just poke that little bear? What if I just little poke the bear, put you know, just see what happens when they deflate and they fly all over the fucking room in a rage in a rage of anger, you know? And and now it doesn't help that Twitter has certain restrictions when you say certain things. So now you're not only poking the the triggered bear, but you're also poking the Twitter algorithm. So <laughs> to not have that vitriol that you just you go in you see it you respond to it and you don't know some a lot of times you will say something you'll have no idea what type of shit storm you're brewing up and if you even meant to start one in the first place twitter is the one place where a fart can turn into a category five hurricane like no one's watching it doesn't matter next thing you know Stormwatch J. It's, you know, it's like next thing you know, you're getting, you're getting canceled. Your job is calling you. Uh, we need to talk about your social profile. And the next thing you know, you're fucking. You're you're supposed to. You have to apologize on WMUR and and your world. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. I didn't. I need to be educated about other people's feelings. And or you can just delete the fucking app because it doesn't matter. Because honestly, you don't need it. Granted, I do love, I do miss seeing Ben Shapiro start shit with people on Twitter, but I'm over it. I don't have, I don't have to deal with it anymore. I feel so much better removing that portion of the population from my daily life. And I can still get the information that I truly am looking for. I mean... Do I really want the latest updates about bad shit that's happening? Bad shit's happening 24-7. I'll eventually fucking see it. Okay? Or maybe I won't. And for the most part, I just won't care. Okay? If bad shit's going to happen to me, it's going to happen to me, and I'm not going to need a Twitter feed to tell me that bad shit's happening to me. And if bad shit's going to happen to me, it's most likely going to be because of Twitter. So why have it? To promote my dates that I don't have? 
to tell people about my political views that I don't like to necessarily share because this podcast is not about politics and shit like that because I've always constantly yelled at Johnny Monotone. Every time he brings up a political figure, I tell him we don't talk politics on this platform. I do not mention the word Trump. I just did. I do not mention the word AOC. I just did. I don't talk about that shit because it's such a 24-hour fucked up news cycle that it means nothing to me. Matter of fact, Turcotte just mentioned to me the other day, he sent me a a screenshot of Twitter, and I said, yo, is that Twitter? I'm all fucking set. I don't want nothing to do with it. It's all bullshit. I get no light out of it. And I don't need to feed that beast, okay? That's like having a bad sugar craving. Like, you just constantly crave sugar. To the point where you're becoming a type 2 diabetic. That's what Twitter is. Twitter is the bad sugar. It's the refined carbohydrates. It's the fucking carbs. It is the carbs, the bad carbs, the corn syrup, the high fructose corn syrup of the internet. You don't need it in your life. And I'm glad, and it's, it's, and here's the thing. It's the one of the three major social media platforms that takes up the least amount of data on your phone. So going right through it is a blast. All you gotta do is scroll. And within 10 seconds, you can be triggered. You can be poking the bear. You could say something. It's just 140 characters. And 140 characters can be stretched into such a distorted figure that your life is over in a minute. At least you think it is. And if you do say something stupid, you just fucking keep moving because in a, in a week, it, the, the storm will be blown by and everybody is going to forget. And as soon as I deleted the app, a week later, I was like, I'm great. I never have to worry about this again. I don't fucking need it. I have my own website. I still have, you know, the two of the evilest empires on my phone. And that's it. Well, besides YouTube, they're kind of an evil empire too. But I don't need, I don't need it. And I'm telling you to this because I know Turcotte's on there and he and he fucking gets sucked into. If you have Twitter, unless you're a comic or you needed to promote something, quite honestly, I would just get rid of it. Like I originally just deleted the app so that I wouldn't receive a shit ton of notifications. And then I finally pulled the trigger and just deleted my entire account altogether. It doesn't, I, I don't have that capacity to not to just move past it or not get involved, at least with that. You know, if you have a drinking problem, don't go near the booze. If you have a Twitter problem, get rid of the Twitter. Take the Twitter out of your wine rack and throw it in the trash. You're all done with it. You don't need it. So I'm. it's been about four or five months since I've gotten rid of Twitter. I'm happy that it's gone. And um, I ain't going back. I ain't going back. Hmm time we at 34 minutes not bad not bad hey my buddy um i don't know i don't know how this i got some notes here about um astrology (laughs) my buddy mentioned it to me the other day because he had a girlfriend from back in the day who was into astrology okay the fucking crystals and the the moon over neptune and okay so I'll, I'll I'll dive into these notes and and see what comes out of it, but first of all, astrology is a lot of people think it's a science. It's not. Astrology is like the crab is Pisces or Capricorn or Cancer and some shit. People, you know, like I'm an I'm an August baby apparently, so I'm a Leo, whatever the fuck that means, you know. 
But at this point, you know, I've boiled it down to the simplest thing where it was, it, it, astrology was invented by the Babylonians, who are not around anymore, by a bunch of priests who used it to determine how people should act in accordance with Babylonian life. So basically, astrology was designed by holy men into, into making, yeah, it was designed by unholy men to lure insecure women into doing stupid shit. Just like any other religion. Okay? Just like the Catholic Church back in the day. You know, just like anything else. Astrology is a religion. And a bad one is that. It's probably the worst religion and the most useless religion ever. Even Scientology has redeeming qualities. But astrology is fucking useless. There's no life lessons to learn. Okay? None. I mean, people walk around with fucking... Hold on. Let me look. Where do the Zodiac signs come from? Let me look at this. Let me check this out. I got a bunch of articles in this shit by Time Magazine, by Zippity Doodah USA. Um, let's see. So, okay, I'll just read this paragraph. I'll tell you, this is... You'll find out how much how bullshit it is just by the first couple paragraphs. As the summer officially begins with the summer solstice occurring in the Northern Hemisphere on Thursday, those who enjoy Western astrology will be checking out their summer solstice horoscopes to try to, try to use the stars to figure out what the season might have in store. While some horoscope sites may promise predictions based on the movement of the stars, it's important to remember that it's the Earth that's moving and not the stars. So it talks about the stars never move. The stars are always where they're supposed to be. So people use these horoscopes to figure out how their day is going to go. Your day is going to go how you want it to go in the effort you put into it. Not because fucking Pisces is in full bloom or there's a full moon or Jupiter is in this type of alignment. That's the dumbest thing in the world. You know? You want to raise a whore? Get her into astrology. Okay? You want to raise an unsuccessful man? Get him into astrology. Okay? It's all about, yeah, but when you put the crystals in certain areas, you know, in the house, it, it, it's, it's a certain energy. Maybe a fucking salt lamp. But that's it. Salt lamps have a novelty value to them uh, because it's decorative. It's a decor of the house. That's what makes salt lamps cool. And they're a nightlight. But just putting crystals all over the house for your dog to fucking knock over, or your cat most likely, if you're into astrology, most likely you have a fucking cat, or 12. But if you want energy in your home, how about you stop spending all your fucking money on bullshit crystals and pay your freaking electric bill on time? You know? Your checking account doesn't care that the moon is fucking in full Jupiter eclipse or whatever. You know? And like I said, if you raise a girl to appreciate astrology, you're raising a whore. And her herpes is going to break out regardless of Jupiter approaching Saturn. I'm a Sagittarius. No, you're just a pig. Hate to break it to you. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter if you're a Sagittarius. You could be any of the 12. <laughs> you're going to put out, okay? Back in my day when I was a hunter, in the, hunter at Cougar Night, I would look for freaking girls who were into their horoscope, checking their horoscopes on their phones and shit, okay? And if you're telling me what type of crab or horse or Capricorn you are, guess what? Pff, I'm, putting a, I'm putting a sniper rifle scope right on you because I am taking you down, okay? You're an easy target because you're gullible. <laughs>
You follow some freaking BS that the Babylonians conjured up 20 plagues ago. You could just as easily follow the Aztecs and chop your children's fucking head off on the top of a hill during an eclipse. Eclipse, excuse me. You wouldn't do that, though. Guarantee you would not chop your kids off, chop your kid's head off during an eclipse because you'd stop receiving that government check. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. $3,000? I don't know. That's a hard decision to make. There's no teachings. There's no rite of passage. There's no designing your own future or methods to learn from with this astrology stuff. It's all bullshit. You can look about it. There's, there's two. You can go to Time Magazine. You can look up real astrology. You know, how it was founded. I mean, it's a practice of reading stars, so it helps with navigation. It helps with determining the seasons. But with space constantly altering itself, constantly expanding, us revolving, us changing and growing up and meeting new people, astrology has no other use. Your horoscope is bullshit. Stop reading your... If you're reading your horoscope every day, you're a fucking loser. Strong words with real meaning. You need to get rid of that shit. I can only imagine how much spam and adware and malware is going to be on your phone or on your computer because you're checking out whether or not you should, you know, stay indoors today. That's the difference between being like Catholic or Jewish or Baptist and being a, or, or being a fucking crit and then being a crystal hugger. You know, religious religion has teachings in it. At least, especially after the New Testament. You know, you can, there's teachings, there's methods of being a better person with religion, at least. You know, and it's free. Religion's free. You can get a Bible for 10 cents. You can get passed down a holy one. And wearing a, wearing a, 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 a Star of David or a cross around your neck, that's pretty lightweight shit. But most of these girls, they're freaking, you can slow yourself down. You can get real slow. Carrying these fucking crystals in your pocket. Bullshit crystals, mind you. You think you're carrying that energy with you because you're carrying a bunch of rocks in your pocket? Yeah, good luck to you if you're getting run down by a mountain lion in fucking Southern California. Oh no, my crystals! Dummy. Astrology is, redu is, is ridiculous. Okay? The Babylonians are not around anymore because they believed in fucking the crystals. The Aztecs aren't around anymore because they were too busy chopping kids' heads off and throwing them down the he throwing them down the mountain. Okay, they're not around. Mayans, same shit. So do yourself a favor: take your rocks, put them in the rose garden, and move along with your day. Because if you're, ch especially if you are, I'm going to tell you, if you are a dude and you are into astrology as like not a hobby, but if you are into astrology, you're a loser. You are a complete fucking loser and you're going nowhere in life. And ladies, please heed my words. If you are into astrology as more than a hobby, okay, and you think the fact that you're a Pisces is going to dictate how your life should go, guess what? You're a soft target. You're a soft target and you're going to be waking up to a bed that was, <laughs> well, you get my point. Do yourself a favor. Kick the astrology to the curb, go into University of Phoenix, start taking some classes, and get those fucking rocks out of your house. 
because those things are going to take you down and they're going to slow you down for those dudes who have read the mystery method book more than once. Okay? So, uh, we now have established that in 10 minutes, astrology is bullshit. Astrology and astronomy, completely different. Okay? Completely different. Look it up. There's one by uh, uh, kiwireport.com, kiwireport.com, and there's one by Time Magazine. You can go and look them up. It'll tell you all about. It's fascinating to understand where astrology came from. It's ridiculous to actually put it into a practice if you think it's going to make your life better. Okay? It's like modern-day witches. Useless. I do want to, let's see, we're at 44 minutes. I did want to get into some articles because you guys know that I am a fan of health and wellness. So I did want to get into an article. This is actually going to be a potential class action lawsuit. So I do want to jump on this real quick. I'll most likely be closing out uh, the fact that I'll probably be closing out today's uh, podcast with articles. So as I normally do, this one is by top class action lawsuits. Uh, you can go there to topclassactions.com. Uh, by Sage.co. Where did they come up with these names? Sage. Uh, according to a recent testing performed by, on CBD vape products by the Associated Press, many CBD oil products may be mislabeled. Many of these products contain little to no CBD, which is a cannabinoid. They are instead filled with opioids, synthetic marijuana, or other chemicals. What is CBD oil? Okay, well, just quick explanation. CBD oil, also known as cannabinoid, cannabinol or whatever, is a substance extracted from the cannabis plant. Unlike THC, which is also extracted from cannabis, CBD does not cause psychoactive effects or a feeling of being high. CBD oil is being researched for its possible uses as an anxiety and pain reducer. I use it as an anti-inflammatory, and it works. If you get good CBD oil, it's good for reducing the possibility of seizures in young children. It's designed because it's an anti-inflammatory. It helps with these properties. It helps with joint pain, things like that. And you can get it without the psychoactive, the THC in there, so you won't get that high. You can still get it if you want with the THC in it, but for the most part, if you get the good CBD oil, it's, it's very healthy, very good beneficial health to you. Almost like almost like turmeric or turmeric. Now, CBD products may be like now, like with any new groundbreaking product, there's the cheap shit out there. And at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. The Associated Press, or AP News as you may know it as, published the CBD report on September 16th after testing 30 samples of CBD vape products at a private lab. The testing product, the testing focused on how much CBD was present in each sample, as well as, check, as, well as checking whether any of the 371 types of synthetic marijuana had been added. 10 of the 30 samples tested by the AP contained synthetic marijuana. Additionally, out of the 28 CBD vape samples that were tested for the presence of CBD, eight contained no CBD at all. So you need to know where you're getting your product from. Whether it's vape or it's an actual like CBD oil, you need to know where you're sourcing it from. Especially, it's the same thing with olive oil. There are some things when you buy olive oil, you'll find out that it's fucking blended with other shit. And other oils are terrible for you. Like uh, 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 co like canola oil, that shit's awful for you. And they'll blend it with freaking, they'll blend it with with olive oil, and that shit'll kill you, or at least make your health compromised. 
The report also included results of testing conducted by law enforcement agencies on more than 350 CBD samples in Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. Of those 350 samples, 128 tested positive for synthetic marijuana. They're not really stating what the synthetic marijuana blend is, uh, but they are saying that it's synthetic, which can mean anything. And three tested positive for fentanyl, which is fucking deadly. It's the shit that, well, propofol, propofol is what killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> Fentanyl is like 50 times worse. Okay, so, yeah, positive for fentanyl. A powerful opioid known for causing overages. Overdoses, not overages. <laughs> Sorry. CBD mislabeling may be widespread. A 2017 study in the Journal of American Medical Association found that approximately 70% of CBD products were mislabeled, contained less CBD than advertised, or were contaminated with additional unlisted chemicals or drugs due to the risk of contamination, tampering, and mislabeling. The American Association of Poison Control Centers considered CBD to be an emerging hazard. The reason being is they're just putting all kinds of terrible shit in there. I'm going to continue with this article. This is actually some good information that you need to use when getting your CBD. I recommend CBD, the oils. It's great for you. It is. It's, it's, it should be a part of your daily or weekly supplemental lifestyle. Like I take uh, alpha brain, vitamin C, and uh, uh, magnesium, especially magnesium. And CBD, I mean, you should be taking it like you take those. So it's important. this information is important. Mislabeled CBD oil products can have serious consequences for consumers who ingest the products. Uh, one young man, JJ, spoke to the Associated Press about going into a coma after smoking a CBD vape that contained added chemicals and drugs. I mean, that's one guy, you know, I know this person, but uh, he says that after t- taking two puffs from a brand called YOLO, a brand blueberry CBD vape, Jay claims that he began to experience terrifying side effects, including feeling like the nerves in his mouth were multiplied by 10 and seeing vivid images in his mind. He lost the ability to move and was rushed to the hospital by his friends, where he suffered acute respiratory failure and fell into a coma the next day. According to victim reports, YOLO, YOLO exclamation point, CBD products have harmed at least 33, 33 people in Utah, according to Jay. In addition to Jay, dozens of victims have wound up in emergency rooms. There is a huge CBD or no, a huge vape thing going on right now. But, you know, with shitty products, it has to be, it does have to be regulated. You can regulate it. It's fine. Put out good products. You can't put fucking arsenic in Cheerios. And you shouldn't be putting fentanyl or synthetic marijuana in CBD products. You shouldn't be doing that at all. You know, that's why they don't put lead in pencils anymore. Dozens of victims have wound up in emergency rooms after using vape pens and mislabeled CBD products that contained added chemicals and drugs. Despite the serious side effects of these altered products, regulators and drug enforcement agencies have not yet cracked down on the manufacturers. However, victims who have been harmed by mislabeled CBD or products may be able to file their own class action lawsuits against the manufacturers and sellers of these products and pursue compensation for injuries, other side effects of these products. So that's pretty much the gist of that situation where... CBD is going to be this heavily regulated industry. Do I think we, that vape products should be allowed in the market? Yes, I do. Unless there is more information about how, how vaping, the actual process of doing of, of being va- of vaping something is terrible for your lungs or whatever, I would still assume and believe that it's better for you than smoking. It's just the same, it's just this thing that it's people are jumping on the bridge and they're constantly, constantly vaping. 
And a lot of these times they have synthetic sugars in them. And then you're adding in these CBD products, which is fine. If you're vaping good CBD, I'm sure it's better for you. But if you hook onto it like it's a fucking, like it's your baba and you're three years old, I can't see how good that could be for you. Whereas just taking like a couple droplets of CBD oil in the morning and maybe hitting up a joint before you go and work out for the night, go and work out in the evening after work, that's got to be better than you, better for you than just hitting a vape. You know, you're still sucking on a piece of hot plastic. I don't, I don't get the point of it. Okay. I, I want to, you know, I don't get the point of wanting to smoke fucking cranberries or blueberries or pomegranates. I remember that shit when I used to smoke uh, hookah and that shit would put you on your ass. I would take these huge cumulo, cumulonimbus cloud sized hits and then, and then blow that shit out and pass out then, and then just pass right the fuck out. And then if you take that hookah shit and you mix that with like a martini or something, you are done. You are toast. I had the, the worst headache, the worst hangover in my entire life from hookah. So, I mean, and I, I don't like to overdo shit. I mean, right now, I definitely need to, I'm trying to chill on my coffee right now. I'm definitely, you know, two cups in the morning, a cup, uh, you know, some iced coffee in the afternoon. But that's it for the most part. I definitely don't I don't keep drinking coffee, keep drinking coffee. I have a set schedule with my coffee. And then on Wednesday I have my I, I, you know, it's part of my podcast. I want to get the podcast going. You know, I have a limited amount of time to get this in, so I want to get it done and I want to have the energy to present to you guys. So I want to get that I want to get that boost going. And I don't want to do it any other way. I don't want to be popping fucking Adderall. I don't want to be dropping Red Bulls. I want to have just the right amount of jitteriness to get through this hour so I can properly present to you guys my thoughts and feelings without falling asleep on the podcast, which, oddly enough, I have done at least on two or three occasions, one time with an actual guest. Um, but as far as the CBD products, yeah, you definitely want to check. There are some good CBD oil products. That there's Charlotte's Web is supposedly a very good one. Spectrum uh, CBD, I think, is a good one, too. You may want to check those out. But if you've never heard of the company, um, you may want to avoid it. If a if a podcaster is recommending it, look into it. But for the most part, stay away from it. And like I said, fentanyl will kill you. So you definitely don't want to be smoking it. Hey, if fentanyl is not in a Marlboro, it shouldn't be in your vaping product. Mm. What do we have? 54 minutes? Maybe we should do one more. Maybe we should do one more. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't want to do that. Let's do Planet Nine. All right, last one for the day, and then we are out of here. Let's keep going with the science. Uh, this is from science. Ooh, sciencemag.org. Planet Nine may actually be a black hole. So let's just read right this, and we'll get the frig out of here. For nearly five years, growing scientists, growing numbers of scientists have blamed the weird orbits of distant solar system products and gravitational effects as. Ooh, this one's gonna be wordy. Uh, as uh, und undiscovered Planet Nine that lies with lies in the icy realm far beyond Neptune. But a pair of physicists are now floating an intriguing idea that could offer a new way to search for the object. What if supposed planet is actually a small black hole? Previous studies have suggested Planet 9, which is some astronomers refer to as Planet X, has mass between 5 and 15 times that of Earth and lies between 45 billion and 150 billion kilometers from the sun. At a, such a distance, an object would receive very little light from the sun, making it hard to see with telescopes. So maybe there's another planet beyond neptune that we don't know about and we can't see 
And if that's the case, it could be so big we still wouldn't be able to know it's there unless we crashed right into it. However, some of these scientists are suggesting maybe it's actually a black hole. To detect objects that that mass, whether planets or black holes, astronomers can look for weird blobs of light formed around when light bends. Light bends around this object. Uh, light bends around a black hole. It's known as the event horizon. Okay? Because what it's starting to spin around this mass before it sinks into it. Because in a black hole, nothing escapes, not even light. And holding the black hole in place is a singularity. Like one, like one object. One object that's strong enough to hold the black ob the black hole in place. And black holes, the only way to stop them from, the only way to kill them is to slow them down. That's a whole lot of energy. And I don't think you necessarily want to do it. You could blow up the whole universe. But if the object is a planet mass black hole, so a black hole the size of a planet, the physicists say it's sure likely to be surrounded by a halo of dark matter that could stretch up to 1 billion kilometers on every side. That's way over my head. And interactions between dark matter particles in that halo, especially collisions between dark matter and dark antimatter, could release a flash of gamma rays that would betray the object's presence. The researchers propose in a forthcoming... So they're talking about all kinds of nerd shit about this there possibly being a black hole at the end of our solar system where the, we can't actually see what's going on. And there's not enough light. Normally when you see a black hole, when you think of a black hole, like the picture that was just released a couple months ago, there's a ton of light going around it because that's all stars and planets and all kinds of other stuff that's taking place. And what the hell happened there? I don't care. So, we can, but if there's no light, if there's nothing circulating around the black hole, you're not going to see it. And I'm sure there's a lot of, unless, if usually supermassive black holes, like the one in the middle of our galaxy, the one in the middle of the Andromeda galaxy, which is which is the, a galaxy that we're going to crash into in about 5 billion years-ish. We'll all be dead before that. So who gives a fuck? Um, but our whole, ga those galaxies are going to collide. But in each, in the middle of each galaxy is a supermassive black hole, is a supermassive is a giant ass black hole. I'm wondering if, like, if, if, like, you know, a couple hundred years from now, we're gonna be like taking like fucking field trips to like the event horizon, the part that's just right before the black hole, like that scene from Interstellar, when Matthew McConaughey and and uh, Han Han Hathaway they go flying at it to go time through to go travel through time and shit. I'm wondering if we're gonna be taking like you know reading rainbow magic school bus type field trips or going on vacation around black holes like beachfront resorts and crew and like we're going on cruise ships and we're going to go around black holes i mean that'd be a crazy trip but you don't want to get like that shitty trip like carnival cruise you know the cheap the cheaper end like you got it on Priceline, like the you know like that like that concorsa cruise ship that fucking crashed into like that italian island and just is laying on its side right now like a bunch of people die and it sank you don't want to get that guy to go flying around the event horizon and the next thing you know he hits like a space rock or some shit and now you're just laying in your side getting ready to get sucked into the into the black hole like i don't want that guy i want i definitely want a decent pilot you know i don't need the john denver of pilots you know country road take me home into space now god event horizon <laughs> all right we're done here uh, this is Jay. I'm on pause. I'm the owner, operator, and founder, and uh, idiot that runs PositiveSarcasm.com. Um, I don't. I am a black hole. Whatever comes into me never goes out. Whatever that means. 
But uh, we're done here for today. I'm at 59 minutes, which means by the time I'm done spieling, we will be at one full hour. So if you want to know more about the articles, you can go to sciencemag.org and check out the information about Planet Nine possibly being a black hole. We talked about mislabeled CBD oil products. Please, before you go and get CBD oil products, check and make sure, read the label, know exactly where you're getting your shit from, okay? Please. Uh, we talked about how astrology is bullshit and it turns women into whores. And we also talked about uh, Birch Hill Farm and how it's a beautiful establishment. Thank you for having me. The bride and groom, congratulations. Wish you all the best. The whole bridal party, thank you for having me as the second shooter on the grassy knoll and uh, inviting me up to your home for mimosas and breakfast. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, but I guess that's it for today. Uh, if you guys want to know more about the coffee that I'm drinking today, go to, uh, what is it? It's Woodshed Roasting Company. I don't know if you can get it online. Oh, no, look into it. It's 100% Arabica beans. Oh, woodshedroast.com. They have some lighter blends if you're into lighter coffee. Uh, our story. I owned a small family business for 30 years and was ready for a change. I came across roasting coffee and saw an opportunity to bring the specialty coffee to the local market. We started roasting coffee in 2010 and selling at farmers markets and local restaurants and stores. We are proud of the product and strive to bring you the best coffee possible. There's a mission statement, if any. And you can check out their fat tire blend, but once again, go to woodshedroast.com. And uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my coffee for the day. If you want to check it out, uh, three out of five stars goes great with cream or ice cream. <laughs> but that's it for today. Uh, if you guys want to support this podcast and the entire Positive Sarcasm universe, uh, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Donate any amount. It's appreciated, especially now that I'm paying more for Comcast because they suck ass. Uh, and then uh, October 12th, I will be at the Plum Island Jet Rally for October Jettoberfest with the RC Boys flying their planes. So I'll be there uh, October 12th, uh, early bird in the morning, and I'll be there till night. And then you can follow me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can follow me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm or positive sarcasm. You just look me up there. Uh, if you need to contact me, be a guest in the podcast, coffee recommendations, posing music for bodybuilding shows, go to positive sarcasm.com and contact me directly through there. Uh, but that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening, watching and subscribing. I will talk to you all next week, streaming live from the spare parts studios. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.